the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You married? Let me ask you a question. How do you live out that marriage? To what end? Is it just to get through the day or the year? To have a long marriage? Or is it waiting for Christ? You know, I think it's safe to say we all have ideas about our marriage and how we want to live them out and why we love our spouse and why we do the things we do. But today, we want to take another look at a message called A Kind of Christian Marriage to Have While Waiting for Christ's Coming. Have you ever taken a moment and considered how you would live out your marriage in light of Christ's return? How do you minister to your spouse in preparing them for the return of Christ? After all, that is the end goal, whether we're married or not, right? From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard and today's broadcast of Truth For Today. This is what Plato said. A base man is that common lover who loves the body rather than the soul. He loves the body rather than the soul. He is not lasting For he loves a thing not lasting. For when the flower of the body fades, which is what he loved, he takes to the wing and will break any number of vows and promises. She loses her figure, let's say. A most vulnerable time for a woman in a young marriage is pregnancy. Sex is in her mind. Her body's growing. Lost her figure. Uh, She's not... uh, you know, the playmate of the month anymore. She's throwing up, going, all this. Says, well, man, you seem to have lost your beauty. She said, you got me pregnant. This is what happens when you get pregnant. Lots of things can be given up. But he says, but the love of a good character remains fulfilled throughout life for is fused together with a lasting thing. See, if you learn to love the internal part of this person you marry, uh, that's a beauty that gets better with age. You're not afraid of ga- gravity doesn't affect a woman of character and a woman who really loves the Lord. She may get the wrinkles. She may have the aging process. But you know what? If you went for something deeper than the body, you get something that would just increase value over time. So he says, these are the kind of things God's cosmetic kit will do for you. It will turn you into a gentle woman. And the word gentle means not insistent on my own rights. Not pushy. Not selfishly assertive. Not demanding my own way. I tell you, it is something when you get around a pushy woman. You're used to it in men, but when the woman's that way, oh man, I just say, Lord... I can't say the rest or I'll have to repent. Uh, she's to be quiet. Now, all the men love that. 
she obviously could say pass the salt. But the idea of the be quiet, it was a phrase not only uh, having to do with speech, but it was a repose in her spirit. That it was used of waiting on God. And she's a woman that in the inner man, you sense is reposed in Christ. She's at rest. She's not agitated all the time. She's not a nervous wreck. She's quiet in her spirit. She, she's reposing in God. And uh, she's not known by being a blabbermouth. She's known as someone. She's resting. She's resting in her God. And then he says she should be free, which is free from all moral filth and moral uh, things. And then uh, he says something else about her, that she ought to be a woman uh, who is seen trusting God. Like in verse 5, for this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. They were hoping in God and they'd made themselves beautiful. Then they start talking about Sarah. Oh, what a story. Read it all over again. If you read Genesis 12, Genesis 20, uh, two times. When Abraham is first called, he goes down to Egypt. When he gets down there, Pharaoh wants his wife for his own in his harem. Well, Abraham is a savvy man. And he told her as they went down there, she was a beautiful woman. He said, now when we get down there in Egypt, they're going to knock me off just to get you. So when we get there, tell them you're my sister. Now, it's a half-truth because they both had the same father. They didn't have the same mother. So it's a half-truth, but it was really said to save his hide. It's slick. I like the plan. I think it was very creative. <laughs> Carolyn, say you're my sister. So they could take you, and I can get out of town. There's, I don't know. There's something about it. You save your neck. Chapter 20, they're down with Abimelech, another king. And uh, Abimelech, he takes her because he's such a beautiful woman. By the way, being ugly isn't being godly. I grew up that, man, we had so many clothes standards, and they were all for the women. There was no beauty help in the way I grew up. Don't wear makeup. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because I think the men thought if we can keep them ugly enough, we won't lust. But some of you need to find a hairdresser. (laughs) Some of you need to quit looking like a truck driver. You need to look like a woman. You ought to be feminine. God wants our gals to look as good as they can. And men, that's your responsibility. Give them a little bit of money so they can look good. So when you look good, beauty is not sinful. Beauty is not sinful. So you've got the father of the faith. You set the pattern for all Christian women. Be beautiful, just like Sarah. But what he does is twice her husband puts her in jeopardy and down at the house of Abimelech, a pagan king, God wakes him up in the night and he says this, if you touch Sarah, I'm going to kill you and everybody in your house. That's what pagans seem to understand. Don't, don't touch this woman sexually. Anyway, if you touch her, I'm going to kill you. 
You're wrong to have this woman. And the guy starts telling God, God, I didn't know. She said she was his sister. I didn't know. Go easy. He said, I'm being nice to you. You better get her back to him real quick before I decide to kill you. So, now let me ask you this. Who protected her? Her husband or her God? Who intervened for her? Her husband or her God? No, husband, you see that cloud of dust? That's him riding out of town on a camel. There's Abram. Oh, baby, go. God bless you, Sarah. I'll get another one. You know, he's not doing anything to protect her. And then he makes this comment. So you women, you submit without fear. You know why he gives you that example? When you talk to women about submitting, they get afraid. What if he isn't good to me? Uh, are you telling me just to put up with all kinds of baloney and he can do this and do that? No, no. I want you to be like Sarah, who submitted to a fallible man, who did not always make right decisions for her welfare, but she had somebody bigger than her husband watching out for her. Her God was watching out for her. So he tells his sisters, submit to your husband, not because he's perfect. He just gets the benefits. So I, that's why you want to marry a woman who loves God. She'll actually be good to you with all your faults because she's doing it out of love for the Lord. But now, watch, men. This is one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to do this. You don't want to take it. If you know what's good for you, you better submit. Oh, no, no, no. no I, don't go to bed before her. You may not wake up. No, no, no. Don't give her any ultimatums. No, no. Or if you do, hire somebody to taste all food before you do. <laughs> ultimatums will make her want to go zonkers. You don't produce the submission in her. This is a divine victory. Any person submissive on any level gives evidence they're under the control of God. Because we all went our way. We all wanted to do it my way. And so submission on any level is a divine work. Marriage or otherwise. Now, let's pick on the husbands. Women, amen now. Uh, I'll hurry here. I thought this could be two-part, but I didn't want to get started because we'd be here for the next six months. He says to the men, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. The first thing he tells us, the word considerate here is off the word knowledge. And so, some translations live with her in an understanding way, which I think is... But the emphasis is, in the understanding, you become a considerate kind of leader, is the idea. But the idea is, live with her according to knowledge. And uh, I've often seen guys that when they got married, they knew more about cars than they did women. You know, they knew how to do a lip lock and get in bed. And now they're all of a sudden living together. Man, these, these things, are, they're different than men. Yeah. They're complex. Yeah. They didn't give me a manual to figure out. I know. You ought to start getting some knowledge real quick. Hang around some of these older, haggard-looking men. And they'll tell you. My dad used to always say, a wise general knows when to retreat. And he often retreated when the flag of Ireland went up in our house. 
he knew, oh, she's going to do whatever I tell. No, 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 no. I never seen my dad hit my mom, but I have seen her hit him. And she's 5'2", and he's six foot. She wasn't afraid. No, no, no. You got to be kidding. Afraid. I'm submitting in fear. I don't even know how to spell submission. I've had seven children for him, lived through depression, buried her children, nearly starved together. Hey, we ain't trying to figure out who's going to submit. We're in this together. But you ought to live with your wife in an understanding way. You know what I'd recommend to every young married couple? They ought to, it's an old book. I don't hear it pushed anymore. But James Dobson wrote a book on what every wife wished her husband knew about women. You ought to read that, guys. Uh, you may not caught on yet, but they're biologically on a different mode than you. Having children does something to them biologically. Hormones have a way of making them uh, go zonkers. That's a nice word for a lot of other things I mean. Uh, that uh, menopause is going to affect them. Uh, wow. I just never knew it would last 20 years. She's not here. I'll clean it up the second service. Sell the second service tape. I mean, the biology that's going on in a woman's body, and even when you're raising daughters, and uh, wow, to understand them. I remember one time I was um, going back to Dallas, Texas with all my family. Deborah was expecting. And I have, you know, two other daughters, Carolyn. It happened to be that time of the month for every woman in that car. Somewhere in the midst of Death Valley. I said, if I can live for God here, I can live for God anywhere. I'm in a truck full of cats. And I'm singing, living by faith in Jesus above. Whoa, I know. I know. Wow. I, I never made that trip again. But you know, there's biological differences, emotional differences. Uh, you find out they have a different perspective. You know, th- this summer, a guy loaned me when I went on vacation. He loaned me a band of brothers. Wow. What a deal of World War II. Kelly, you want to see it? No, I'll read my book. Ke- Carolyn, sometimes I say, Select. If I see Hallmark one more time, if I see one more love story, I say, oh, good night. Let's get to the killing. Let's build ourselves up in the faith. Uh, Totally different appetites. Uh, I think of uh, us men. Live with them. Recognize the demands of having babies, getting children to school, preparing meals, staying up with a fevered child, and in our day, of course, uh, working eight hours on a job. Uh, And then, after they've done that, you want them to look like the model of the month and just panting to go to bed with you. (laughs) Honey, what's happened to the fire? It's called three children, a 40-hour work week, just got through the meals, just gave the children their bath, and you want a burning flame? I feel like a burnout light bulb in the billboard of life. We just lost the passion. Yeah, you did. It's called the third baby. 
It takes energy to raise children. It takes energy to do all these commitments. Uh, so, um, you know, I think of that in living with your wife in an understanding way. It's been so long since I've been in this area, but my wife gave a classic answer one time. Uh, I was trying to educate her about men. And one day I just said, I wanted to help her because I felt like we had made love for four days. And I wanted to educate her. And I I said, honey, let me just give you a, a simple philosophy and a combination for life. I want to give you the key to a man's heart. And she's, oh, not quite, but what? And I says, three things is all they need. All the sex they can stand on demand. Anytime, day or night, that just be ready. And just let him feel like you've just been waiting for the moment. Okay, I got that, too. Uh, oh, you know, the stomach is the way to his heart. Always good meals. And that doesn't mean microwave dinners. Okay. Two. And then a clean, immaculate house. And if you get those three things going, you've got it made. I didn't throw it in. Dress like you bought your stuff at Nordstrom, though I'd only give you enough money to go to Target. (laughs) But I thought these three pillars for life would set her free. (laughs) And she just looked at me. It was like she prayed over it for a month. She said, how about one out of three on any given day? (laughs) So when I come home and I smell the dinner, I said, well, two are out. Just trade off. What do you want? A good meal or a hot love session? Give me the roast. She was so unteachable in that moment, but she taught me, I'll tell you. I want you guys all to attend the seminar. If I just bring you, I've got it made. Uh, And then he says, uh, treat them with respect as the weaker partner. And uh, now... The, of course, the female is, I'm not weaker than him. You're supposed to be. Now, if you're a sumo wrestler, we understand. You're supposed to be physically weaker. No one has it all. And what the husband is telling them is don't let your wife's weakness be an opportunity to not love her, but let it be an opportunity to help her. Because God gives grace when we're in weakness. And since you're a Christian husband, when your wife is pregnant, when the kids are sick, when the duties are overwhelming, what's wrong with you helping? What's wrong with you helping? I never thought I'd want to do dishes again. You know, you get seven people living in a house. We pass down the dishwashing chores, then wind up with Ruth and I. And I always beg her, you wash, I'll dry, because I always got in trouble because the water would turn to grease, and the cup Tupperware is terrible, hot, so it's grease. You, you don't have enough soap. So I said, Ruth, you wash, I'll dry. But I said, boy, I'll be glad to get married because all my dishwashing days are over. <laughs> would you believe they're not over? <laughs> Voluntarily. I got a wife that works and a wife that's a gym. 
I'd want to stand on my head just to keep her. I learned to do the wars. I do the wars every Thursday and Friday. I'll tell you women some tips if you see me after the service. <laughs> Carolyn was gone for a month with Deborah one time. I learned to wash clothes. I studied the wash machines there. Why should my wife have to do it? I could do it. I can carry them upstairs. I can help fold. I can fold it. Well, I don't fold as good as her, but I can fold. <laughs> well, that's not masculine. Oh, baloney about masculine. How about being a helper? How about alleviating her burden? The most precious thing you men have is a Christian wife. You ought to nurture her, cherish her, and live with her in an understanding way that where she's weak, you won't slam her and build on that. And it's the same for the wife. Or we're always in a perpetual war. You're not any good at that. I'm not any good. Good. Could you bring your strength to this area? And you've got to, as a woman, not be uh, on an ego trip that I, I don't need any man helping me. Yes, you do. Why did you get married? Let's just quit the battle of pride here and say we form two to make one. And we hope that makes it better. Not rivalry. Um, I'll just stop here since we're out of time. Is that he tells you as a man to uh, be sure uh, to be good to her lest God shuts off your communication with him, cuts in on you. That if you don't treat her right, God was cut off your prayer life. You'll show up and he'll say, I'm not listening. I don't want to hear you. And uh, that's a pretty serious... A uh, Christian man can't make it without prayer. He can't. The unsaved man doesn't pray anyway, so it doesn't matter. But to a Christian man, he says, be careful how you treat your wife. And if you're doing her wrong, I'll meet you at the time of prayer where you say, Lord, help me. I need your help on this business deal. I need your help for strength. And God's going to say, dummy, you need to learn how to treat your wife. And when you get right with her, come back. I'll be willing to talk. You see, you find out as a Christian man, you don't win in marriage because you are the best arguer and you've got the strongest body. See, when I got married, of course, I'm a Richmond boy. I like the fight thing. May the best man win. I'm twice as verbal. Love to get in an argument. I knew I could beat her. And I want more arguments and lost my prayer life than you can imagine. And there's been times as pastor in this church, by the time I went on my knees, I remember this especially in the early days, I went into Panola one day, I'd get down to pray, and I'd, I'd bid into Carolyn and had words as I left, left her uh, as a wreck, and I'd get on my knees like this, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Bozo. You call your wife right now. I don't want to hear from you until you call that woman. I was on my knees. I'll never forget it. While on my knees, I called her. I said, I'm trying to get through to heaven. And God says he won't hear me until I get right with you. That's right. I'll say this, and I'm done. It is really something. And as men, we've got to know this. Being the father of three daughters... Carol and I got on our knees before every pregnancy. We wanted children. We prayed. And God gave us the desires of our heart. It is something else as a dad to give away a daughter. 
Because I'm thinking, you better be good to her. I want to break your neck. You, will you take, will you love her as much as Carolyn and I? And got to know, women, that your heavenly father will watch out for you just like he did Sarah because you're his daughter. Don't be afraid to do it his way. He will protect you, and he knows how to start with the left knuckle and start breaking the knuckle of your husband. Don't mistreat my daughter because a sister is also a daughter of God. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.